Hi, this is Chris Baldwin, a.k.a. Fight Goddess with Skull Combat Sports Equipment, and you are listening to Eddie Goldman with No Holds Barred. Hi, my name is Melissa Smith from GirlBoxing.org, and I'm listening to No Holds Barred with Eddie Goldman. Once again, this is Eddie Goldman on No Holds Barred. On this edition of the show, we once again spoke with our colleagues Chris Baldwin of The War Room and Melissa Smith of Girl Boxing on The War Room. A video of this discussion has also been posted on the War Sports YouTube page. We spoke with them by Zoom Thursday, August 25th. We discussed the August 20th Usyk Joshua rematch in Saudi Arabia, Joshua's post-fight in-ring tantrum, how the governance of this entire card from top to bottom was disgraceful, Saudi Arabia's plans in boxing and the sports world in general, the continuing abysmal human rights record of Saudi Arabia and the failure of most people in boxing to speak out against it, and much more. Here is that discussion. Welcome back to the War Room, my beautiful people. And we are here today after this Anthony Joshua and uh, Usyk fight, number two. And I'm in the War Room again with my boy, Eddie Goldman, and my sister, Melissa Smith. She's a women's boxing historian. You guys, look, we got to talk about this because, Eddie, you just wrote the piece, Disgraced by the Red Sea. And it was like if you're looking at sportsmanship. And I think when we talk about champions, we have an expectation of how they're to perform and react to devastating losses because sometimes world-class athletes lose. So can we talk, let's just talk about Joshua's behavior. Do you think this was just, he loses his cool. It was an expectation. He should have won. He thought maybe he won. I don't know. What do you think you guys, I'm going to pass it off to you, Eddie, because well, you kicked, you kicked off the article. It was a great article. So let's, let's start with you. Thank you. It's on Patreon and you should subscribe to it instead of reading all the garbage. It didn't mention 90% of the issues that I erased right. on there. You know, this fight took place in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and the WWE has been running a lot of shows recently in Saudi Arabia. And this one was really not far off from a WWE show in terms of uh, governance and integrity from, from top to bottom. And if you look in the main event, most people are talking about Anthony Joshua's meltdown and baby-like tantrum after he lost the second fight in a row to Usyk and nobody stopped him. Security didn't stop him. His corner didn't stop him. When he stormed out of the ring, when he stormed back, when he grabbed the mic, when he took some of Usyk's belts and threw them out of the ring. And when this should have been the moment to celebrate Usyk with another victory and we could get into the, the fight itself, which I think has been 
overrated by a lot of people. But in any case, it's a clear-cut victory for Usyk, cemented his status as number one pound-for-pound pound in the world. It was really big for Ukraine, where he had gone back to Ukraine to fight in the military against Russian aggression. They said, go and train. We want you to get the on the world stage to get attention to Ukraine. And he did. And this should have been his moment. Instead, Joshua stole it with some semi-coherent nonsense discussing stuff about the fight. And if he had a real corner there, if he had real friends there, they would have just ushered him out of the ring, taken him to the back, let him shoot off his mouth without all the cameras and, and microphones there, let him calm down. And there was a post-fight press conference, which they usually is, and let him talk and say what he had to say there without starting a whole commotion and acting crazy there. And the fans, and it was kind of rare for this to happen, I think in, in a big fight in Saudi Arabia, were booing. You could hear that when you watch the video of of his tirade. And it was not only bad, it's not only bad sportsmanship, but it was his bad governance that went on. And of course you had this fight was a split decision, which is an absurd uh, verdict. Yet Glenn Feldman in the United States, a veteran judge who was flown into Saudi Arabia just for this fight. This is the only fight that he judged and he scored it for Joshua. You know, what is this? When people see verdicts what? like this, yeah, he's, that's why it was a split decision. He oh, scored it for God. Joshua. People say, was this incompetence or corruption? You know, you can be. I say the latter. You can be the judge of that. I'm, I'm going to let people make up their own minds for this. And you had a situation with Joshua where he has his big uh, crying and meltdown and all this stuff. This is a guy who showed tremendous lack of character. He shut his mouth when he was asked about supporting uh, Salma al-Shabaab, the woman who was recently sentenced to 34 years in a Saudi prison for using Twitter to support Saudi dissidents. And she was sentenced in the name of uh, terrorism, that this was an act of terrorism. He was asked about this. He was asked about other people specifically that were executed early in the year in a mass execution in Saudi Arabia, and he shut his mouth. He kept his mouth shut. Wait, but, so he did he like refuse to answer the question? Yeah, or he, he was asked by a couple of reporters, AFP and, and uh, someone else, asked him specifically about this, and he said, well, I'm not an internet sleuth, and oh, my I don't know. You know, he just brushed it aside and poo-pooed and refused to to really get get into it. We also showed a lack of character. I mean, this is a guy that I thought had the potential right. to be a real world-class leader, to be somebody that could become as popular as, uh, maybe not as popular, but the most well-known since Muhammad Ali with an international following, you know, and, and mm -hmm. instead, this is, this is the route that he took. And th this is just an example of the governance in this fight, we don't know who chose these judges. We don't know who chose these officials. This Was it the sanctioning bodies? It supposedly was some mysterious Dubai Boxing Commission that you can't find any information about online. There's no transparency in this, which is not surprising 
given that you're holding it in a monarchy and skilled challenge entertainment and the Saudi Ministry of Sport are involved in running this. This is what you get when you go to a place like this. And up and down the card, you saw the the lack of decent governance. You saw right. the the fight. I didn't see I didn't see all the fights, but I found a bunch of them online. I and didn't watch have, it at all. Okay, you have the IBF heavyweight eliminated between Philip Hergovich and Zhang Jilei. And a lot of people, I expected Hergovich was going to blow this guy out. Didn't happen. Zhang knocked him down early in the fight. And I felt Zhang did enough over the course of the fight to win. Of course, it was a unanimous decision for Hergovich, who was tied up with matchroom boxing. And you could find a lot of people felt that Zhang really should have won the fight. Including their own announcers, by the way. Which was a decent team because you got Corey Erdman from Canada, who's as straight as they come, and he thought it was Zane. So wow, right? Because usually from people, right, sometimes even though- underdogs win before the fight. Yeah. I would have said, you know, when it would happen, but then you watch the fight. Then you had the Badu Jack, the cruiserweight. I didn't see this fight, but many people thought this split decision over Richie Rivera was a horrible decision. And that was one also, there was a four minute round in that you had earlier, this is billed as a historic first women's professional fight in Saudi Arabia, ended up to me being a fiasco. On the one hand, they did let the women box in the kind of usual outfits that they that you see in the rest of the world, women boxing, and rather than having to cover up their, their whole bodies, but you had Ramla Ali throws a couple of punches. She did throw a right hand that knocked out uh, Crystal Garcia Nova's mouthpiece. And she did knock her down, but she wasn't out. And Garcia went down and she knelt and she looked outside the ring and she stayed there until the referee counted 10. And I yeah, she just this said, was, I'm done. What? This, this was at best horrid matchmaking oh my this God. this kind of fight it was a disgrace so she didn't and, want to get knocked out and, and a disgrace for ramla ali who really right. needed the this was an eight rounder and needed the eight rounds right she yeah. needed a decent fight at least six rounds let her go that so she and, can be in a and, position and was to it something and was it something else we don't know that, that based on again the, the governance of this thing and even one of the the, the real early undercard fights they had a fighter named Bader Samrine of Jordan. He was awarded a, a fourth round stoppage over a fighter, Fiyad Tarverdi of Azerbaijan, with just a, a little bit of time left in the last round. And Tarverdi wasn't hurt. I mean, he was losing. He was losing that round. He probably would have lost the fight. But now it goes on the record as a knockout or a TKO. You know, and this is the kind of nonsense that goes on. I haven't seen anybody discuss this, discuss the issue of governance in this anywhere. I've read tons of articles. I've heard all kinds of interviews. A lot of them from people were there up and down. Most of the media didn't even get right what location, what building this was. You could still see on BoxRec and other places, including the New York Times, 
which did, did shit research into this, saying it was the Jeddah Superdome. It was not. It was the King Abdullah Sports City Sports Hall, or sometimes called the arena. But the point is that's a 10,000 seat building. The only one that really got it right was Talk Sport, the, uh, the British, uh, who with the British radio broadcasters for this, did an article on this. So, again, I'm saying this is like something out of the WWE, the whole thing from start to finish. And in terms of the fight, Joshua, he was a little bit better. He was a little more competitive and aggressive, but he threw fewer jabs than he did in the first fight. What What is all this about? And after three rounds... His new trainer, Robert Garcia, is telling him, you're doing great. You're up three rounds to nothing. That's was utter nonsense. Nobody oh had Joshua up three rounds to nothing after the after the first three rounds. And then in the ninth round, that was Joshua's big round where he heard Usyk, and then he let him off the hook. He couldn't he couldn't, yeah, couldn't finish. And he couldn't finish him, which great yeah. have this is this is the it separates Great heavyweights from not so great ones, and the last three rounds went to Usyk, and then Joshua was was complaining. And yeah, so, and then in the twelfth round in particular, he did zero. He did absolutely nothing in the twelfth round, Joshua. Yeah. It's like and what, that, was his corner? His corner was just letting being him sick go away with again. it. Yeah, I mean, he was better. Joshua was better off with his long term trainer than, than this crap. You know, wow. to, no to tell a fighter, oh, you got this, babe. You know, you're three rounds up. I guess a fighter like Usyk, are you out of your mind? I want I've Joshua got... to get rid That's of those criminal. yes men. That's some You bullshit. know, that is just malpractice right. as a coach. Hey, hey. What? Malpractice. Right. Get rid thing. of the yes men, Joshua. Get rid of them. You don't want people telling you what you want to hear. That's some bullshit. You will never grow. Mm. Never, never, never. Never advance. And again, and, I go back to the issue of, of governance. I did not see this discussed anywhere by the so-called boxing media. The boxing media, with with a hand, a tiny handful of exceptions, are just getting the worst stenographers and, and PR people, people that are serious about this. You see, in virtually every other professional sport, even amateur and college sports, you see more serious discussion of rules and governance and integrity than you do in boxing. There's even more in MMA, believe it or not, as, as screwy as that whole, uh, that whole thing is. And right. you, know, you this isn't, this isn't really, this isn't really discussed. These are really basic questions. So it, it was very, very disappointing. And for Joshua, I think it's a tremendous setback for him. He's not in the really the next set of discussions about Anything. what's going to happen in the he, in the heavyweight division. No. Now you're having Fury every day saying something different. He wants half a billion. It wasn't clear if he said dollars or pounds, but in either case, <laughs> this is what he money. wants to to fight Usyk in a uh, unification fight. And now and and after the fight. Uh, Usyk said he only wants to fight Fury. That's it. It's unclear if he was saying he doesn't get that fight. He's hanging it he's up. Done. Wow. Or, he said he really just going wants back to fight, to fight Fury. Yeah, or he's going just going back to fight in the war. Oh, <clears throat> and wow. all the sanctioning bodies, 
even if there is a unification fight, what you're going to see then is all the sanctioning bodies are going to start pushing their mandatories to have their own their own titles and stripping them. This is what happened with uh, Lennox Lewis when he regained his title against Rockman, when he unified it against, became undisputed against Holyfield. And then a little later, he lost against Rockman and regained it. All the sanctioning bodies moved to have their own mandatories fight. So now we have in the next couple of months, all these mandatory fights to create mandatory challenges. So if and when they start stripping uh, whomever has the title, they'll they'll be in a position to get big sanctioning fees. So you had on this show, of course, on August 20th, they said Hargovich and Jank for the IBF eliminator. September 4th, you have one of two WBC heavyweight eliminators with Andy Ruiz and Luis Ortiz. September 24th, the WBO eliminator with Joe Joyce and Joseph Parker. October 15th, the other WBC eliminator with Deontay Wilder and Robert Hellenius. That has now been officially announced. And on October 29th, the WBA is having what they're calling a heavyweight eliminator where they write both have the opportunity to fight for a world title in the near future between Yui Fury and Michael Hunter. You can scratch your head on this one. <laughs> and it's unclear the, the winner of that fight, would they get the WBA regular champion, Daniel Dubois, or would they be having another eliminator or would they be eligible to fight the WBA super champion? And it's just an utter chaos and, and utter mess in, in boxing. Right. That is madness. That's like, is that four different sanctioning bodies I just heard you say? Yeah. Yeah. yeah those the four, are the big four, four, four big ones. Four big ones. Right. Right. Oh, my and word. And Fury, Fury relinquished his Ring Magazine belt. So Ring Magazine removed him from the ratings. And they said the winner of Usyk Joshua would be the ring champion, and that, of course, was yeah, Usyk. and that's Usyk. Yeah. So he, but has he the may ring not belt. be re- he may not be retired. So not that he he cares that much. And the WBC is supposed to have a deadline of the twenty sixth of August for Fury Tomorrow. to decide. But mm-hmm. he's but they may extend that. Who knows? You know they always extend and change these things. So it's just utter chaos and utter madness. And the move to for an undisputed heavyweight champion of the world is just who knows what's what's going to happen. Oh, we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, as you say, Fury's changing his mind every day. Usyk is, you know, he, he doesn't really, he's proved everything. I mean, it'd be right. nice for him to be undisputed again. But for a second weight class for men, that, that'll look nice on his resume of life but he he's got other problems to worry about than this kind of stuff and you know just as a punctuation point i just want to finish on the ring magazine belt that's one of the belts that joshua threw on the out of the ring oh oh, wow yeah that was big. that is so disrespectful though i just can't believe he went there he went all the way there he went there he left and then he came back and then he starts this rambling thing about ukraine and he's going to support ukraine and where do I send the money? And it's just 
Oh yeah. Wacko. He, yeah. Like so over so out of himself. He was in a mental breakdown. Yep, that's sad. But you know and, what's really sad to me is I was on Instagram and I think I saw the the latest uh promotional advertisement for, for Bivol and what's the kid he's fighting Lopez, I think. I think his last name is Lopez. I can't yeah. remember. But uh and they're fighting in the Middle East. And so I made a comment like, is every fight now going to be fought? Well, in the yeah. And guys are coming up going, who cares? So long as a good fight is made. I'm like, because there are athletes that are outspoken that will go to jail. There are women being put in prison for tweets. They have a oh, snitch yeah. at the Saudis have a snitch at. I mean, come on now. So I just don't understand. Like sports washing is so real, is very effective. People have no clue how to connect the dots. Or but but also to to Eddie's earlier point, these jurisdictions don't know how to run a boxing match. Right. They don't to make have matters the, worse. The years of experience. They don't have the governance. They have right. nothing. nothing. They have four minute rounds. They have all of so they the suck. It's terrible. And, you know, they're importing, you know, judges to make it seemingly legit. But look what happened with Glenn Feldman. I'm sorry. What, you know, what planet was he on to have in any way, shape or form given that to Joshua? It's an impossibility to give it to Joshua. Well, we know he'll have another job with natural Eddie Hearn. Well, well, as I said, you know, at least at least with You'll Corey Feldman job. doing doing the uh, the commentary, half of the commentary team, at least you got something, you know, straight without all this nonsense right. on top of it and, and constantly egging on one fighter over another. Um, but <laughs> very, very, very well, that's, disappointing. That's the world of boxing, folks. So look, what else you guys want to cover today? Anything else? I want to. Oh, yeah, that, we got two weeks Melissa? left. Till, uh, you know, the huge, 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 huge all women's fight card at the O2 in London. Headlining right that card is Our Lady, Our Girl, Our Woman, Our Brilliant, Undisputed Queen, Queen of the Gold Medals, Clarissa Shields. And she guess will be... look what cup I have today. This is the Detroit mug. I know you can't see yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Look, so, there you, go. you know, Detroit. our Detroit, our, our, our Flint, our, our woman from Flint, our blue hair. Rep in Michigan. That's right. And uh, she is uh, putting her IBF, WBA, WBC, WBO belts on the line. She's fighting uh, Savannah Marshall for Undisputed. Right. And then, and that's going to just be some freaking brilliant fight. That's you got Mika- fire. fire. And then you got <laughs> Michaela Mayer and Alicia Baumgartner. Uh, they're going to be unified at World Super Featherweight. And they, oh man, these top four ladies, they are right. just throwing the. This is going to be a good card. It's beyond shade. They are throwing umbrellas. They are right. throwing, you name it, they are they are throwing entire buildings at each other. Right. Uh, so that's kind of cool. And it's in the United States, it'll be on ESPN because. Uh, yeah, ESPN but not ESPN, Plus. ESPN, ESPN Plus. So it'll be streamed. Right. Um, but it'll be in the afternoon. And um, then you got the the, old, the other big American, Ginny Fuchs, um, who's that actually there's one kind of cute little thing, which is that uh, Ginny Fuchs, Michaela Mayer and Clarissa Shields were the American um, Olympic team in 2016. Right. And the three of them will be on the card together. So um, so there's something very um, sweet about that. And they really have a 
an affection for one another that's very, very beautiful. Um, uh, you got Caroline Dubois, who's the Amer uh, the British fighter. She's at three and zero now. You know, she, I think she's a little overhyped, but you know, it'll be good to give her an opportunity. But basically, on the undercard, these are all really new fighters. Um, some of their opponents are, shall we say, true opponents. <laughs> you know, like Bet Connolly. God, I can't believe she's fighting again. She's three and fifteen at this point, and she'll be fighting Sarah Legman. That's um, I know we've discussed that in the past, you know. It's just crazy. It's her decision to go again. But uh more than anything, it's at the O2 in London. It's at a huge arena, and um it's not a million dollars a piece, but they are certainly gonna share a million. So nice. that's really kind of cool. The pretty fat and, uh, paydays for the ladies. Fat paydays for the ladies that's and right. bragging rights and that's an right. opportunity and history, you know, history, history, uh, and beyond. And because be, because of Clarissa Shields wins, this will be her third, third undisputed crown in boxing. So wow. that is Incredible. just amazing. Super, super welterweight super middleweight and then this will be middleweight so a lot to support and a lot to feel really happy about and right. um it's also um demonstrating that top rank is sort of all in now on women in the sport so we'll see how this all goes uh, did, how many top rank people are, are on that show though it's mainly uh, a boxer card it's okay, two mayor and who else and uh jenny fuchs oh, okay it is a boxer card and because of michaela mayor they have uh they have the ESPN deal because you know uh, Boxer and Sky don't really have an outlet in the United States since the DAZN deal ended. Some of their fights are occasionally on ESPN Plus. Doesn't seem to be a lot of rhyme or reason because their fights coming up and they're not going to be broadcast. So right. we don't even even know you know Amanda Serrano is fighting next week. We don't know who's how that's going to be seen in the United States. So. A lot of a lot of issues on the sky boxer cards in the United States, but this will definitely be on um, top rank and ESPN. And um, is uh, now that a uh, Sinisa Estrada has signed with top rank, we can look for some big things there as well. Wow, she signed with top rank. She signed with top rank, which was a shock because we figured, you know, matchroom would right, not know. Surprised. No, Top Rank came came up with the goods for her, uh, and she's like, great. So she'll still be on ESPN because that's you know, she was doing right. some ESPN for Golden Boy, and then they you know on, they switched over to the Zone. But it it uh, that she I think she's gonna be fighting sometime in the fall. I want to see November ish, but no, nothing's come out yet. But yeah, she signed. That was huge news. Yeah, it is big news. That, uh, they brought her in at that level and they're starting, I think Christina Cruz, who was also uh, had a long amateur career as a national champion. I believe she is fighting with top rank. I'm not exactly sure how that's working out yet. We'll have our fat checkers fat check that. <laughs> yeah. A little, not entirely sure how that's working out, but I know she was on uh, the card. Right. Okay. That's all that's right. all I that's got. That's all you got for women's boxing. All right, Eddie, what's up? Anything else you want to cover today? Well, brother? just uh, look to more fights taking place in Saudi Arabia, despite all the disgraceful behavior and activity, both Ooh. in and out of the ring. 
because th that's considered the favorite uh, location. If Fury and Usyk fight, Ugh. that fight to be held, they've both been been there already, so it won't be won't be new for them. It's something that uh, Saudi Arabia wants to do. They're making a now that at least in people's minds, the the pandemic is eased a little bit and there's there's certainly more international travel you're seeing saudi arabia bidding for all kinds of stuff all around the world they're gonna likely make a joint bid with egypt for the 2030 fifa world cup they're interested in eventually hosting the olympics and there's a whole series of events that are either hosting or trying to host the 2023 world combat games which is just next year. It sounds far off. The 2025 Asian Indoor and Martial Arts Games, the 2034 Asian Games, and they're bidding to hold the 2029 Asian Winter Games, where they're going to build some ski slopes, even though <laughs> given the, the, the desert climate in Saudi Arabia, they plan on, on doing that. And there are other things that are going on. And or the the crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, who was at the fight, sitting up in uh, the royal box with Infantino, the head of FIFA, and all these other big shots were there. Uh, he's very much behind it, and they want to. They're building up their boxing program. They're serious about doing that. Kremlev of the IBA was just in Saudi Arabia, met with the Saudi Arabian Boxing Federation and a number of other federations. I'm sure that uh, one thing that went on, he's looking for a, a new sponsors for IBA once the deal with Gazprom expires at the end of the year. And all these characters are there. That's where the money is. They're willing to overspend more than if it were held, say, in in Europe or the United States, where the promoters would sit down and look, say, okay, this is what we can afford. This is what we're going to bring in because they want to make money. They're not looking to make money on each individual fight. They're looking at this as a long-term investment to build up tourism, to build up their sports right. programs, that they become a force in, in world sport. So look for more stuff to be going on there like it or not and i don't like it and i'm not supporting it i'm not watching any fight hosted out of saudi arabia i don't care what fighters fighting that's how i feel about it so and you could find these you know you could find between youtube and daily motion and other places you could find these these fights because then you're not you're not paying for them that's right. the key thing they're obviously important fights you know most of them anyway that we talked about so you might want to want to watch these things mm -hmm. no that's what i got you for eddie you and melissa <laughs> <laughs> all right folks look i think that's gonna wrap it up in the war room today we've got we will see you guys next time we are all about sports justice radio okay and independent journalism if you guys want to support that please check us out on twitter uh eddie tell the people where they can find you brother you can find me on Twitter at NHP News, and I've been putting up a lot of political stuff there, too. There's a song that came out also called the English translation, Putin is a Dickhead, which is based on a, <laughs> he is a, a, dickhead. Football, a football chant of Ukrainian fans 
that uh, came out after the the uh, battles in the war in uh, 2014, and it's become sort of a a folk hero song. Uh, there um and you could find me on patreon patreon.com slash eddie goldman where you're not going to get the propaganda i covered the the beginning of this fight and the fight itself from many different angles so there's a whole bunch of different articles there and when you subscribe you not only get the latest article you get all the other subscriber articles so support independent journalism and my site is eddiegoldman.com and that's where you find me. Right on. All right, Melissa, tell the people where they can find you. Hi, on Twitter, I'm at Girl Boxing Now. Same thing on Instagram. And uh, my website is girlboxing.org. Hope That's right. You. My little wordle buddy. <laughs> all right fam you guys can find me on twitter at angry afro radio because i am that angry black woman and on instagram at fight goddess fitness so you guys check us out and you guys stay tuned for the next episode we'll be back next week hopefully with some new material because i'm tired of talking about these crooked corrupt fo- fools out of uh russia and whatever other country these guys make up the iba so you guys stay tuned We'll see you guys next week. Peace, love, and push-ups.